Good morning. It's Monday morning after the Welsh elections. Uh, my name is Pete Robertson, Chief Executive of FDF Cymru. And as part of our Passionate About Food and Drink series, I just wanted to bring you some results and initial thoughts for around 10 minutes on, on the election. So initially, if we look at the turnout, it's quite interesting. 1.1 um, million people voted, or 46.6%. It's actually the highest turnout, but still less than half of the electorate voted. It is, it's, it's usually this case that it's less than the general election. However, with the higher visibility of Mark Drakeford, Welsh Government, COVID, you could, it would be reasonable to expect a, a better turnout. So uh, although it's the highest, it's maybe less than you'd anticipate. You may know the results in terms of the, the numbers. There's 60 seats in the Senate, 40 of them are constituency seats and 20 of them are what are called regional seats. And you have two, two votes on each ballot paper. Labour managed to match the best ever result. They've got 30 overall seats, which means they can actually govern because the opposition parties, OK, they may total 30, but one of those will be the, the Thlewith or the presiding officer in Wales. So by definition, they will have a majority so can practically govern. Uh, winners, Labour were definitely winners because they way outperformed the opportunity. With the earlier polls in, in March, we're talking about them having 24 seats. And if you remember, we had the abolish uh, potentially on six seats. So it's been a really terrific night for Welsh Labour. Conservatives have gained five seats. Uh, and they will be happy and are happy with that performance. To a certain degree, though, it's interesting because the, the red wall did not did not crumble. Um, they won one of those seats. Now I'll, I'll go through those in a bit more detail because they're really important seats in terms of who were the the members there. Plaid Cymru probably would say had a difficult night, uh, lost two seats overall, and the Lib Dems managed to hold on. They lost Brecon and Radnor as an individual seat. However, uh, Jane Dodds has gained on the regional in the Midden, the Midden uh, West Wales uh, region, so she's got one seat there. In terms of the notable results, talking about the individuals, the reason that the red wall seats are so important to the food and drink sector is if you look at who are holding those seats. So Dellen, who is a minister involved with the environment, Hannah, Hannah Blyden held that seat. The Environment, Rural, Energy and Rural Affairs Minister, Leslie Griffiths, who who's, transcends our policy in terms of environment and food and drink, Leslie held her seat and actually incre increased her majority in her seat in Wrexham. And Ken Skates, who is the Minister for Economy, Transport and North Wales, actually has the seat next door to Leslie in Clwyd South, and he managed to retain his seat as well. So some really good, notable results and interesting consistency of, of um, has been a, a factor that we've seen across a lot of the election results. Other notables, a couple of other notables things were really Leanne Wood, who's a real powerhouse, ex-Plaid Cymru leader of Welsh, Welsh politics, lost her Ronda seat to Labour. Uh, and interesting, as I mentioned earlier, the Conservatives have taken Brecon and Radnishire for, from the Liberal Dems. So Bill Powell, who we actually spoke to in our hustings, who represented Liberal Democrats, wasn't able to get that seat over the line. I think when you look at what were the overall, the key aspects of this, clearly the pandemic and the perception on how Mark Drakeford has handled the pandemic was a huge factor. And I think also the consideration that it's not a time for change. It's a time for stability. It's a time for continuity. And actually, when you look at that's one of the key reasons that uh, people maintain. So where the seats were lost, because only three seats changed hands. And other than Leanne Wood, the other two seats were because the incumbent was actually stepping down from the Senate. So there's very much a vote for continuity. It's interesting, though, when you look, take a look from Wales and you actually start to look outside and see Labour's performed so well. Yet look at the UK elections, you know, the result in Hartlepool clearly does not bode 
bode well. And also, even when you look at the Scottish election, in terms of the seats, they've got they've got two seats less than they had before. So it's starting to feel you've almost got a situation where if you look at uh, Wales, Welsh is almost a, a, the party of Wales rather than a Labour party. You've got Conservatives very much the party of England, SNP very much obviously the party of Scotland. And to be honest with you, if you look beyond into the next uh, Northern Ireland election, there's, there's a very strong potential that Sinn Féin could potentially lead that given the situation that DUP is currently in. So you could have four different parts of the United Kingdom, all with quite nationalist parties at their core. So that'll be interesting to watch. In terms of Welsh Labour and what they said and what they promised, that they had six six real headline pledges. Uh, firstly, a COVID recovery catch-up programme for NHS and schools, and interestingly, a new medical school in North Wales. Uh, one that's going to definitely affect our sector, a young person's guarantee, an offer of work, education or training for all under 25s. Uh, a key area for labour is the real living wage for all social care staff. Uh, that's an area they are extremely keen to go forward with. Um, in terms of the environment topics, they're looking at the abolition of single-use plastics and the creation of a national forest for Wales. And then in terms of uh, safer communities, they're looking about increasing pol police community jobs, safeguarding community officers and, and bringing 100 more, so increasing about 20%. And then the, in specific, but one that's was common across at least three of the manifestos was the creation of thousands of jobs in a low-carbon house-building revolution. So house-building, low-carbon has been something quite significant. Those pledges were considered not necessarily as ambitious as some of the others, but obviously given the point about consistency and continuity, that seems to have been a very effective way to move forward. What does that mean for sector? What do we, we expect to see? Well, uh, definitely a COVID recovery. There's a COVID recovery strategy for the food and drink sector. I'm sure that will be coming. There was a lot of talk beforehand of public procurement of food targeted to Welsh manufactured food. During last term, there was a commitment to have 30% of the people working in Wales working from rural hubs closer to home to encourage that working. I'm sure we'd see that moving forward. I think it wasn't necessarily in the manifesto. However, this idea of bringing back to life uh, the WDA, Welsh Development Agency, into some sort of economic board that combines the Development Bank of Wales and, and the support for businesses who will be, be looking to sign up economic contracts between the government and business to secure the support as another area we'll definitely expect to see as some steps forward on fair work practices. And Definitely, I would imagine, a continued drive to circular economy and Wales will very much put the foot down in terms of moving from number three recycler in the world to number one in the world. So there's quite a lot to go come on. Uh, that's a quick quick run through where we are at the moment. Uh, tomorrow I'll be discussing the impacts of the result with ex-member of the Senate, Neris Evans from Derren, where we'll go into a bit more detail after we've had a chance to absorb what's happened on today. Uh, Dee Alcoval.